Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We are starting a brand new sermon series on Super Bowl Sunday, believe it or not, called X's and O's. We are starting a new series called X's and O's, God's Playbook for Relationships. And here's the truth. Our relationships are a very, very big deal. They're a very big deal. Our relationships, the people that are connected to our lives, they're a very big deal. In fact, our relationships, what we believe, our relationships determine the quality and the direction of our lives. That's why they are so important because they really do determine the quality and the direction of our lives. And here's the good news. The Bible, God's playbook, has a lot to say about our relationships. So in this series, what we're gonna do is we're gonna be looking at God's playbook and pulling out a few plays from this playbook that are going to help us win in our relationships. And please know, right from the jump, You need to know this, that I'm approaching this series not as some relational expert. Like, I am not Dr. Phil. That is not who I am. I'm not approaching this like, come to the well and drink of all relationship issues and knowledge. Like, no, not at all. I am not approaching this as some expert. Now, I do have experience. So while I'm not an expert, I do have some experience. Those are two very different things. Uh, But I just want you to know how I am approaching this series. But we do have some experience. In fact, Heather and I, my beautiful wife that is right there on the front row, we got married on May 22nd. 2004. We got a picture back in the Stone Ages of when we actually got married. I mean, look at them young, young and in love, don't have a clue what's about to hit their life. And that pinky ring is so good. I mean, my eyes just gravitate towards you every time that we say that. Just that, yes, pinky ring, okay? Um, And uh, in a few months, me and my crown, we're actually going to celebrate 17 years of marriage. Oh, yeah, you can clap for that. That's good. I worked hard on that. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I call her my crown because of Proverbs 12.4. It says, a worthy wife is a crown for her husband. And just so the whole world knows, my girl right there is worthy, okay? And um, so after about seven years of practice, uh, we started making babies and um, <laughs> and now we have two sons. I call them two little consequences of passion uh, that are right now terrorizing the Queen City Kids area. And so I have uh, Jordan, who's nine years old, and Caleb, who's six. I love my family so much. And, and I think that Heather and I have a great marriage. Like, we're truly best friends and teammates and partners. She's my ride or die. And no matter what, we just made a decision. We're going to have each other's backs. Like we make each other better, at least I think. Um, You know, we've worked really hard to communicate well. We've worked hard to make sure that we have unified vision and values as a family. We love serving God together. We love leading small groups together. And we genuinely love spending time together. But Our marriage is by no means perfect. 
Like not even close. Like our marriage at times is filled with problems and challenges and struggles and massive miscommunication and painful misunderstandings and hurt feelings and intense disagreements, which is preacher code for fights. And yeah, like that, that's a reality of our life. Like we have fought over the last 16 plus years about any and everything. Like we fought about how dirty the house is, how dirty our cars are. We fought about the temperature in the house that at times is too hot, other times is too cold. We fought about leaving lights on and leaving lights off. We fought about how I drive, how she drives, what to watch on TV. We fought about how loud the other person chews and how loud the other person breathes. Come on, that's real. I'm just telling you right now. I'm telling the truth and shaming the devil right now. I'm preaching some truth. We've even um, thought about which way the toilet paper should be on the roll. I'm team over the top all day long. (laughs) Heather's like, make sure they know I just don't care. I just don't. (laughs) I got you. We've even... We've even thought about how to, how to squeeze uh, the toothpaste. Like, I, I saw this picture. Go ahead and throw that picture on the screen, you know. Uh, that there's two kinds of people in the world. How many are on the left? Just that. You'll just squeeze that bad boy right in the middle. You don't even care. Just do that. Keep your hands up in the air. I want to know who to pray for this week, okay? How many people are on the right? Just there, the godly people, the people that are in order. Just that. Let's maximize the good stewards of our church. Okay. <laughs> we fought about what to eat. We fought about what time to eat. We fought about how much we eat. There's been meals where the food's been put in front. I'm like, that's it. That's, it. that's all I got. That's, that's, that's the best we can do tonight. That's it, you know. Um, we fought about our personal hygiene, like the times that I've trimmed my beard and I don't clean up the little beard trimmings on the sink. We fought about that. We've, we've even thought about how many times a week we shower. Like literally we've had a conversation where it's like, come on, can we like step up our game and maybe get in three this week? I mean, is that, is that possible? So please know, hear my heart, hear my heart. I'm not an expert. I do have some experience, but I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm approaching this subject. I know it's, a lot of that's funny and Um, It's also very real, too, I know that. But I'm approaching this subject very humbly, and I want you to hear my heart in that, Um, not as somebody that is an expert, but somebody with some experience. And I'm just like you. I want to get better. And I I, I never want to get content in my relationships. I want everything that God has for me, and I want to get better in my relationships. So before we jump into the content of today, into today's message, I thought it was very important before we jump into like really the, the meat of today to talk through some ground rules of this series, okay? So over the next few weeks, as we're in this series, I think it's important that we're all on the same page and there's some ground rules. In fact, five ground rules for this series. And here's the first one, very important. Listen for yourself, not for someone else. It's very important that in this series, 
throughout this content that you listen for yourself, not for someone else. So this is not the series to be elbowing the person beside you, like you need to listen to that. You need to, yeah, listen to, listen to the preacher right now. Uh, this is not the series to passively, aggressively clear your throat during strategic times of the message. Listen, listen, you can't fix somebody else. You can only fix you. So let's make sure a ground rule for this series, we're gonna listen for ourselves, not for someone else. Here's the second one. Regardless of your relationship status, this series is for you. So regardless of your relationship status today, this series is for you because we believe that God's word, it's alive and it's active, that it speaks not only to every area of our life, but it speaks in every season of our life. So whether you find yourself in this series, whether you're single, whether you're looking like you're scoping and hoping right now, whether you're dating, whether you're in a committed relationship, whether you're engaged or married, or maybe you're single again and you're divorced or you're widowed, or maybe you just find yourself right in the middle of the friend zone right now. Regardless of your relationship status, know that this series is for you. And so a next, the kind of the next ground rule, number three, is this. In this series, don't look back. It's really important that we don't look back because some of you, if you looked back in your relational history, you will see that there's been some massive mistakes that maybe at times, even when you hear that this is what we're talking about, you're like, oh no, I don't wanna go there. I feel so much guilt and shame and regret. But let me just encourage you, don't look back. Don't look back. Just because you've made some mistakes, it doesn't make you a mistake. And here's what I want you to hear. If there's some things in the past in this area that, that maybe you're not proud of, or maybe that's very hurtful. I want you to hear this today and let it fill you with hope. Jesus makes all things new. That's what he does. That's who he is. Jesus makes all things new. In fact, in John chapter one, verse 14, listen to what it says. It says the word, capital W there, that means Jesus. So Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of, and notice the order, grace and truth. It's always in that order. That's how Jesus rolls. He is full of grace. You need to hear that today, that if you've made mistakes, welcome. You are in a room full of people that have made mistakes, that mess up, that have issues. And so I want you to understand that today Jesus is full. He is not lacking in grace and then truth. And so I want you to understand that Jesus is full of grace and truth. Jesus specializes in fresh starts. So let today be a fresh start. I love this quote from C.S. Lewis, it's so good. He says, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Isn't that so good? The truth is today that you cannot change or control the past, but you can change and control right now and moving forward. So don't look back. Here's the fourth ground rule for this series, is that the content 
of this series will come from the perspective of our church's position of marriage and sexuality, which is the historic position of marriage and sexuality, one man, one woman in marriage for life. But I'm fully aware, and I understand that there may be some people here who have a different perspective or a different position. Well, let me make this crystal clear the best way that I can. At our church, at Queen City Church, you are allowed to think differently. Just because we have a position doesn't mean you have to agree with that position. And more importantly, even more importantly than that, that we don't have to have 100% alignment on everything to have relationship. Please hear that. That we do not have to have 100% alignment on everything to have relationship. In fact, like, here's the truth. If we had to have 100% alignment to have relationships, the truth is we wouldn't have any relationships. Because I've never met one person that I'm 100% aligned with everything. And so there has to be a point where it's like, okay, we got to get out of that mindset that we have to have 100% alignment to have relationship. Because I can tell you right now, as the pastor of this church, we refuse to have a us versus them. You're either with us or against us mentality. At our church, here you, here you want to know what we pursue? We pursue unity, not uniformity. In fact, one of our 10 values, the things that, the 10 flags that we say that this is what makes us uniquely us. Our values, our DNA as a church, one of those 10 values is that unity is our pursuit. That uni- and here's why unity always has to be pursued. Because we'll never drift towards it. Left to our own devices, we will never drift towards unity. So it's it's so important that we're going to say our value is that we're always going to pursue unity. So hear this loud and clear. At our church, you don't have to believe a certain way or behave a certain way to belong. To belong, all you have to have is this, a pulse. That's it. All you have to have is a pulse that we love and welcome and value every person. No matter your age, your gender, your ethnicity, your skin color, your political party, how you vote, your position on hot button topics, your sexual orientation, your background, how much money you make, where you are in your spiritual journey, what side of town you live in, what side of the river you live in, whether you have a 513 area code or an 859 area code, or even where you went to high school. Listen, listen, please hear this. We have a deep conviction, deep conviction to love people without time limits or theological conditions. And so know straight up, whether you're here for the very first time, whether you're joining us online, or you've been here every single week of our church that's almost two and a half years old, you need to know straight up that we have one goal, and that's to push you to have a real, consistent close relationship with Jesus. That's it. That our goal is for you to follow Jesus, period, no matter where that takes you. Our goal is never to 
push you towards a theological position. So in this series, if you have a different position, a different perspective, that's okay. Chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Okay? Everybody breathe a little bit? We good? Okay? Okay. Five ground rules for this series. Here's the last one. Everybody can breathe a little bit. Here we go. Number five. This series will be PG-13. It will not be rated R, but it, <laughs> but it will be PG-13. So if you have some kids that are here fifth grade or younger, and you don't want them hearing these things from your boy, uh, I just want to encourage you to uh, send them to Queen City Kids, where we have an amazing kids ministry, where our dream team works really hard to make sure your kids learn about Jesus on their level. I do want to say, if you're joining us online, something that's very cool is that our kids team every single week provides content that if you just go to our homepage right now, queencitypeople.com, you can actually click a link that takes you to kids curriculum that gets updated every single week. Um, and so those are, those are our five ground rules for this series, okay? We're going to have so much fun. It's going to be a good series. And so today, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you about a play in God's playbook that I'm simply calling Having the Right Depth Chart. Having the Right Depth Chart. We're going to talk about that today, that if you want to win at your relationships, we have to have the right depth chart. So how many of you, just by show of hands, if you're watching online, maybe make a comment there in the chat. How many of you, by show of hands, have ever heard of that term, depth chart? How many of you have ever heard that? Just raise your hand. You've heard of that. It's a term that's often used in sports, and it's a, essentially a depth chart when it comes to sports is a list of players that shows like who's starting and then who is on the bench and who are the player, who are the backups and all that. But in life, for our conversation, your depth chart is a list of your priorities. So when I say it's so important for you to have the right depth chart, I'm saying it's so important for you to have the right list of priorities. And Jesus actually talks about this in Matthew chapter 22. And we're going to start in verse 34. It says this, but when the Pharisees heard that, that he had silenced the Sadducees. So both of those groups were the religious leaders of those days. And it says that he silenced them with his reply. They met together to question him, talking about Jesus, again. They, one of them, an expert in religious law, he, tr they, he tried to trap Jesus with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? So when it comes to the law, when it comes to the commandments, what is at the very top of the depth chart? Now at this time, it's important for you to understand that there were 613 documented commandments in the Old Testament law. So there was 248 that were positive and 365 that were negative. So when they approach Jesus and they ask him, what is the greatest commandment? What they're saying is that out of the 613 commandments and the laws, which one is the important one? Which one is at the very top of the depth chart? If we only get one thing right, Jesus, what do we need to get right? And listen to how Jesus answers in the very next verse, in verse 37. He replies, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, 
and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. What's the most important? Oh, that's easy. When it comes to the depth chart and your depth chart, my depth chart, write this down. Number one is that God should always be number one on my depth chart. No matter what your relational status is today, this applies to you. That God should always be number one on my depth chart. Out of all the relationships in my life, God should always, always, always be first. Listen, I want you to understand this. God just doesn't want to be on your depth chart. He is not content with that. He wants to be first on your depth chart. In fact, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus talking here, he says this, but seek first, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. In other words, put God first, put him first, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. See, here's what we have to understand today is that Christianity is so much more than just believing in God. It's so much more than just believing. In fact, in James chapter 2, verse 19, it says that you believe that there is one God. Good, good. Yeah, even the demons believe that and shudder. And how many of you know demons ain't Christians? And so Christianity is so much more than just believing. Let me put it this way. That Christianity isn't just a belief system. It is a priority system. It is a depth chart. Let me put it this way. The best thing that you can do for all your other relationships is to genuinely love God. In fact, I'm convinced that the best thing that you can do for every single area of your life is to genuinely love God. Now, I'm telling you, the best thing that you can do for your marriage, the best thing you can do for your future marriage is to be close to God. The best thing that you can do for your kids right now is to be close to God. The best thing that you can do for your girlfriend or boyfriend, the best thing you can do for all your friendships, your job, your finances, your future, I'm telling you, the best thing that you can do for every single area of your life is to genuinely love God and be as close as you can as possible to him. But we live in a culture right now that is screaming this message that for you to be happy, for you to be truly fulfilled, that for you to really experience those type of things, you have to find the one. And not talking about God talking about that special guy, that special girl. And we believe this lie that when, we, that when you finally find your one, when you finally find them, just everything will be perfect. And that when you find them, they will finally complete you. Like you complete me. Now that makes for a really good movie scene in Jerry Maguire. But hear me today, that is a lie. You don't need another person to complete you. You don't. Listen, one is a whole number. It is. It's not incomplete. Only God. Not another person, not a spouse, not a boyfriend, not a girlfriend. Only God can complete you. But that can only happen when you make the decision. And by the way, it is a decision. When you make the decision 
to put God first on your depth chart. Here's the second point. By the way, I only got two today. So this is the last one. Two. My spouse should always be number two on my depth chart. So God should always be number one on my depth chart. But number two, my spouse should always be number two on my depth chart. Let me talk specifically to the married people that are in the room. If you're not married, don't check out. Use this as proactive learning. See, God, he should always hold the first spot. But your spouse should always hold the second spot. Which means that there is no other relationship on this planet that should take a higher priority than your spouse. And we see this in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, which is right at the early stages of creation. And it's right after God creates Adam and Eve. And by the way, these are the first words spoken by God after creating Adam and Eve. And I saw something this week when I prepared that I've never seen before. Listen, it says this. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. But think about this. Adam and Eve didn't have parents. They didn't have a mom or a dad. They were created directly by God. So God wasn't talking to them. He was talking to us. He's saying in this scripture that for you to have an awesome marriage, you're going to have to leave other relationships. In other words, to have an awesome marriage, you have to choose to put your spouse above every person on planet earth. It's saying that outside of my personal relationship with God, you are my highest priority and the most important relationship in my life. It is all about priority. That your spouse has to come before your kids and parents and siblings and your work and career and money and friends. And it's gotta come before your hobbies. So it's gotta come before golf and video games. It's got to come, like your marriage has got to come before shopping and Instagram. And listen, here's what I've learned. After the 16 plus years that we've been married and we times have messed this up, I've learned that things that destroy many marriages aren't bad things. They are good things that are not prioritized correctly. So there's things that just got out of order. It's when your depth chart gets just a little jacked up. So if your marriage is any other place than second, only behind God, it just doesn't work long term. But it's, here's the truth. It is so easy, especially year after year after year, to let other things take that second spot, especially when you have kids. See, kids are simple creatures. They only want one thing. Just one. To possess your very soul. That's what, <laughs> that's what kids want to do. They want everything, all the time, immediate 24-7 access to you. But parents, I'm telling you, we have to work hard for our depth chart to be one God, two our marriage, three our kids. 
Our kids have to be third. Here's why. Because they're going to leave someday. In Jesus' name. I am praying for that right now. Lord. They're going to leave. They're a temporary assignment. They're just passing through. But your spouse is till death do you part. So we have to show them. We have to do tangible things to make sure that we're constantly showing them and setting an example that your spouse is above them. And here's just a few practical things that may help you. This is just purely some practical things that you can show your kids your priority system. Like when you come home, like you're, you may have to like spin move and juke around some kids, but when you come home, greet your spouse first. Like make sure your spouse gets the first hug and the first kiss as much as possible. And like plant it right on the lips. Just go there. Let them see it. When you sit down for family dinner, here's just another idea. Like serve your spouse their meal first before all the kids. And after dinner is over, take your spouse's dishes. But then make your kids take, take them all the way to the sink. This is something that Heather and I have done since we had, since we, you know, the last nine years, since we've been parents, and this has helped us tremendously. Uh, and so if, you know, our bullet fits your gun, shoot it. But at night, this is something that we've done at night. Uh, we, we always put our kids in bed early enough so that we have some intentional quality time with each other. And I just encourage you that, it, that if, especially if you, I don't know if that works if you have teenagers, but, uh, and I don't know how long we're going to be able to do that, but I'm telling you, like they're like high school students, we're like, hey, get to bed at 7.30, your mom and I, we got to hang out, you know, like I don't, I don't know how realistic that is, but I'm telling you, we're going to hold on as long as we can, because that time has been so good for us to be able to put our kids down, and then we know that we got a few hours to be able to just have some intentional time with each other. Um, the kind of here's the last kind of practical thing that maybe you can do is that when you go on vacations, for sure, take some time to go on some family vacations, but every now and then take some time just to go on a vacation with just your spouse and then like flaunt that in front of them, show them all the pictures, post a lot while you're there and just let them know, like, look where we're at, you know, but here's why stuff like that is so important. Here's why it's so important for you to show them that your spouse is above them. Because how can our kids succeed in marriage if we don't show them how? And trust me, I've seen with my own eyes how dangerous it is when you put your kids above your marriage. And it may be good in the moment, but it's destructive long term. Because you can become functional roommates who are good at raising kids. But when those kids are grown and out of the house, you look up and the person that you share a bed with, you have no relationship and no intimacy and you've drifted so far apart. And so it's so important for us to have priorities right. Now, if you're not married, if you're not in that stage of life yet, here is my biggest advice for you. And write this down if you're not married. 
And if you're not married and you don't want to write it down, write this down anyway. Um, Here's my biggest advice to you. Seek and serve your number one while you prepare for your number two. Like what if your time not married isn't just spent but invested? Like seek and serve God while you prepare for your future spouse. If you want a God-first relationship in the future, live a God-first life right now. But too often we hear like this mentality or we have this mentality that one day when I find the right one, like one day when I find that right person, then I'll settle down, I'll live for God, I'll get like, that's when I'll finally get really connected at church. One day when I find the right person, that's when I'll stop hooking up. That's when I'll stop sleeping around. That's when I'll stop emotionally leading people on. Like one day when I find the right person, that's when I'll stop looking at porn. That's when I'll stop being controlling and jealous. That's when I'll stop having such a bad temper, thinking that marriage and the right relationship is like some pill that you can take that will fix everything that's jacked up on the inside of you. Here's what I've learned is that marriage It doesn't change your bad habits. It exposes them. That's what marriage does. Marriage is like a mirror. It will show you all the ways and all your issues. It doesn't change your bad habits. It exposes them. So I'm telling you, preparing for marriage is way more about becoming the right person than finding the right person. And so write this down. I thought this was like a very wordsmith way to say this, and it kind of stuck in my brain this week, and maybe this will help you. Become the person, the person you're looking for is looking for. Become the person, the person you're looking for is looking for. Now, if I were single, here's what I would do. I would plant myself in church every single week. Honestly, I'd be going to both services. I'd be double dipping. I would be going to both services I would plant myself in church every single week. I would get as close as I possibly could to God. I would jump in some small groups. I would go through Grow Track. I would jump on the dream team. And here's the truth. I would run after God as hard and as fast as I could. And then every now and then, I would look around to see who's keeping up. You want to know where I met my wife? A.K.A. the greatest and most healthy and non-jacked up relationship I've ever had in my life. I met her in church. I met my bride in the bride of Christ. I met my wife right here, not here, but a long time ago in another church. And um, we met in church. We met in church. So what better place to find a spouse? So fellas, Ask some girls out. (laughs) I give you permission. Ask somebody today. Have the courage. Go up. Don't text, by the way. Go look somebody in the eyes. Confidently say, would you like to go to coffee today? Do it. I give you permission. Girls say yes. You can't be saying, why don't nobody ask me? And then when somebody does, you say no. We'll be talking about more of this later in the series. We'll kind of 
Seriously, we'll, we'll come back to this. I'm so excited about this. I've already mapped out everything. It's going to be fun. It's so important. Oh, by the way, guys and girls, just don't be creepy, okay? Don't be weird. I'm serious. I'm serious. We got people watching. And if you're creepy and weird, we will talk to you, okay? And we'll be like, stop it. Stop being weird. You're welcome here, but don't be weird. Don't be creepy, okay? So as we end today, I'll just say it again, just kind of recap. To win in your relationships. And I don't know, how many of you just want to win in your relationships? I know I do. I want to win. To win in your relationships, you need to have the right depth chart. And regardless of your relationship status today, that starts with putting God first. That's where everything starts, is by putting God first on your depth chart. So here's the big question for all of us. Regardless of our relationship status today, here's the big question for every single one of us that's watching online right now, that's here at Memorial Hall. Who's first? Who is first on your depth chart? That is the question that all of us right now need to be able to look at. Who's first on your depth chart? Because somebody's there. Is it your spouse? Is it a fiance? Is it a girlfriend? Is it a boyfriend? Is it a friend? Is it yourself? Is it your kids? Is it your career? Is it your ambition? Is it money? Is it reputation? Is it fame? Or is it the only one that is designed, equipped, and able to actually be on that first spot? Because here's the truth. There is no person on planet earth that is designed, equipped, or able to be on that first spot. But God is. In fact, one more time, let's look at these words from Jesus. Matthew chapter six, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Put God first on your depth chart and all these things will be given to you. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And we do this every week, but I think it's really important to just right now where you're at, just ask God, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying directly to me today? What are you speaking to me? Ask him this, what does my response need to be to this message? What is a next step that you have for me today. And I ask again, right now, I think it's so important for us to really, truly take time to think who's first in our life. Who's first on your depth chart? And we want to give you the opportunity today before we end to put God first. And so maybe you find yourself at church or you're watching online and you've never put God first. You know it. I have never made the choice, the decision to put God first, and I feel so far from God. Or maybe you're here and you've put him first in the past, but now 
Over time, he's just slipped further down the list. And today you feel conviction and you know that God is saying, put me back at that top spot. Listen, here's what I want you to understand is that you are one sincere, heartfelt prayer away from everything changing. And we're not gonna point you out. We're not gonna make you come forward. We're not gonna embarrass you in any way. All I wanna do is lead you in a simple prayer. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, if you know what God is saying to you is that you need to put God first. There's been some other things that have been first on the list and today you know that that's what he's asking you to do. With every eye closed and every head bowed, if that's you, I am gonna ask you for a step of faith. And that step of faith is to raise your hand and say, include me in that prayer. It's a way for you to just say to God, God, here is what my decision is. And I just want you to boldly on the count of three, if you know that that's you, to put your hand straight up in the air and say, include me in that prayer. One, two, three. Just put your hand up in the air and say, that's me. I got you, got you, got you. It's awesome, it's awesome. It's awesome, I got you. That's awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else? That's great, that's great. Online, that's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome. You can put your hands down and just pray something like this in your heart. It's not about the words, it's about just meaning this from the bottom of your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you, I need you, I need you. And I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. I'm sorry, I repent, I changed my mind, I changed my direction. I'm sorry if you haven't been on that top spot of my depth chart. Today, I'm choosing to put you first. Will you come live inside me and change me? Will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. I give you my entire life and today, I choose to follow you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you are designed and able and equipped to be first on our depth chart. And God, may we live the rest of our life with you there. We thank you, thank you, thank you for Jesus. And it's through him that we pray and everybody said, Amen. Come on, can we clap our hands for all the people that just made that the best decision of their life? We're so proud of you. It's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People. 